Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The city is dark and asleep. Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, sits on a rooftop eating some street food when something catches her eye. The lights just out of town, they keep flickering, but in a way that seems slightly unnatural. Arriving on scene, she sees Static, trying to work out a brand new trick. Mistaking him for a villain, Ms. Marvel starts her embiggening, and this causes Static to power up himself and before anyone can talk it out, the fighting is about to begin. It's Inhuman versus Metahuman. It's Sloth Baby versus the Kilowatt Kid. It's Ms. Marvel versus Static. Today on Who Would Win? And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters in the worlds of comic, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Ray Stacanus. Today's matchup represents the new-ish wave of heroes who are consistently rising popularity while also becoming mainstays in their respective universes. In one corner, you have Static, the techno-electric superhero with the power to control and generate electricity. And the other, you have Kamala Khan, the inhuman superhero with the power to embiggen herself and change her shape. As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google test just to see how many times this matchup has been discussed. And this matchup has been debated many times online, but as usual, it's just never come to a clear-cut conclusion until today, that is. Ray, what are your thoughts on today's matchup? I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about Static Shock. That's his name, right? Static plus Shock. Everybody knows him by that name. That must be what his name is. Static Shock, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a big... Uh, why are there 900 DC superheroes who all are uh, African-American and have lightning-based powers? This seems outrageous to me. We've done Black Lightning on the show before. Uh, Static Shock is a different character, I'm being told by our producers. Uh, but Ms. Marvel, she showed up in Spidey and His Amazing Friends, the Disney Junior Spider-Man TV show. I know she's legit, so I look forward to at least having one legitimate character on this show today. How dare you say Static, by the way, that's his name. Static is not legit. He's been around since the early 90s with Milestone Comics. This Never is a big, big, big time character. And in, I got to tell you, he's overdue for the show. We've been told by our fan base, bring on Static, bring on Static. We're finally doing today in a really cool battle. But there's something I got to kind of talk about today. Race to Canis. It has something to do with Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel. See, here's the thing. As we're discussing this, this weekend's the opening weekend for the Marvels, you know, Captain uh, Captain Marvel 2, what have you. 
And there are a lot of people who are just coming out without even really seeing the movie and celebrating the fact that maybe it didn't do as big box office as, you know, the original Captain Marvel movie and what have you. And they're just kind of celebrating the downfall of the movie, which I think is actually horrible. Listen, to put this in perspective, as many people know, I'm not a fan of the Star Wars sequels. The Last Jedi being the biggest one I'm really not a fan of. I still saw that one twice to really make sure I understood what I was watching and really form an opinion. I didn't just kind of, you know, hate on it without actually watching a whole lot. And there are some good things about it. But race to Canis, you got to agree with me. There's a certain etiquette you should have when talking about superhero movies online or the people starring the superhero movies. We don't want the, the, we don't want the movies to go away. We just maybe want to change or maybe the movie's really good. Give it a chance. What's your thought on all of this? I mean, there's a lot of very embarrassing things being said, quite frankly. You know, the Marvels, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to see it in a couple weeks. I think this is a movie that, despite its opening weekend, whatever it means, is going to have a lot of legs. I think this is a movie that's going to stick around and a lot of people are going to see it. Will it make its money back? I frankly do not care. I am not a studio head, but I think it's an important movie to have. But when you go online before a movie comes out and start trashing it, especially if it's a movie that features people people of color and uh, women and and people that are, you know, in groups that are not, you know, white dudes, I think you look a little silly. I think you look like a buffoon in the eyes of the entire world. And let's face facts, whether or not this movie does well, that doesn't matter because it, it, none of us, again, are producers of Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. But do your friends and family look at you like an idiot if you go online and you start review bombing a movie before it's even come out? Yes. And they know why you're doing it. It's, let's keep it real, you know why. And that's not a good reason. That's not a good public facing for yourself on any social media whatsoever. You know, Let's go back in time a little bit, you know, right after the last Star Wars movie and before Blade came out, there was like a whole lot of years where we didn't have a lot of great superhero content. Let's just face it. And I often ask myself, OK, let's take a movie that maybe wasn't that popular, like The Eternals and still a pretty good movie. But if you haven't seen it, what have you put that into, I don't know, take that same movie and release it in 1994. And that would have been the biggest thing in the world by far. I think people have to start appreciating what we have, and if it's not your cup of tea, that's cool. There's still a lot of great aspects to it. Look, The Last Jedi, everyone knows I'm not a fan of it, but I can even admit there's some really cool, great elements to that story. I'm just saying, unfortunately, I'm siding with Ray on this, do better in general, because what's the alternative? We don't get superhero movies anymore. And, and, and that's the thing, James, because in 2024, we're only getting one MCU movie for the entire year, and that's Deadpool 3, and that's going to be... Look, I'm very excited about Deadpool 3 with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in what could be his final appearance. I have a feeling we're going to get around October, November of 2024, and people are going to be like, I could really go for an MCU movie right now. And they're not going to get one. I think people are going to be hot for MCU movies going forward. Maybe we did get too many in, in too small a period of time. That's for the studio heads to worry about, not me. I'm excited to see the Marvels. Everything I'm seeing online tells me this is a very, very fun movie. And I can't wait to see it. Very cool. Now, unlike Race to Canis, we have a judge who understands etiquette, whether he's online, offline, or just in any line whatsoever. So without further ado... For today's judge making another appearance on the Who Would Win show, it's actor and comedian extraordinaire. It's the host of the Own Every Word game show. It's also one of the recurring stars of Reclaim Detroit, a vampire the masquerade audio drama. You know who I'm talking about. It's the one. It's the only. It's Matthew Harris. Matthew, welcome back to Who Would Win. 
Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. This is one of my favorite places to be in the judge's seat. One other credit to add to me is I am also an African-American superhero, specifically with electric powers. Ooh. Uh, they were handing them out in the 90s. They were really just handing them out in the 90s. Um, I have since retired that part of my life and mm. uh, have channeled most of those powers into judging, yes. which uh, I will be dealing out today. This makes a lot of sense because your judging powers are on a whole other level compared to so many other judges we've had on the show. I'm just saying what everyone's thinking. Uh, you listen, before we dive into this, Matthew, tell the Legion of Audience, our fan base, what you've been up to. Well, what I've been up to is uh, rejoicing. Uh, as you know, the SAG after a strike is over. Um, we'll see what that what that does in the in the 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 new year as it's coming up. And uh, so far, I've been able to. I I just booked something that I already have to sign an NDA for. So. Yay for me, and I'm not telling you what it is until it's coming out. And comedy-wise, I have been, uh, over the past year, doing a hip-hop-based comedy show, sketch comedy show, and we just received word that we will be appearing in January at the San Francisco Sketch Fest. That is amazing. That is amazing. All right, everyone who's in that area should go check that out. That will be an incredible show. Now, you know, we were talking before the show about the etiquette people should have when a movie comes out, whether you're into the characters or not. My whole thing is this. If you're not into the characters, just don't say anything. You know, wish them the best. Maybe it's going to be successful or what have you. But you don't need to give a negative review. There's almost this whole subculture that's now in vogue for people shooting down everything before they even see it. What's your whole take on this? I, I, I am in agree with and I am in agreement with you that it's a pretty ridiculous thing. Look, I can be a little old-fashioned, and I kind of believe in that if you don't have something constructive to say, you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And and really, it, it gets more into content culture. It gets more into all this thing of like people just want to put something out. Uh, and so you get a lot of things with no substance. And so, you know, the trailer pops out, and then everybody tells you all the ways and that they got something wrong or this isn't going to be a good movie. And uh, all of a sudden, everybody is, the, the first weekend a movie comes out, and then the people who comment act as if they are, you know, studio accountants who are going to tell you why the number that drew wasn't good fiscally and what that's going to mean for the franchise and the character. Nobody knows what they're talking about because, honestly, even the professionals and the producers who put them out they and listen i i have a lot of grace now i take these movies to heart when there's a bad one i get disappointed but you know what i do give it a chance and i do watch with the intent of knowing that no one sets out to make a bad movie they are trying to entertain us so take the entertainment or leave the entertainment and if you don't have something constructive to say, then just leave it to the rest of us who are adults. You know, I remember back when the original Black Panther movie came out and there was a certain online group of people who decided to review bomb the original Black Panther movie oh, for yeah. some reason. Who can tell what that reason possibly could have been? <laughs> but those people were absolutely clowned out of existence when Black Panther was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. It's almost like trying to get ahead of something on the, for the wrong reasons makes you look like a buffoon. 
Absolutely. And to that point, you know, here's here's what I'll say. You'll get all the isms. You'll get all the prejudices that people uh, put out. That's always been there. And I unfortunately think it's going to be there for a long time. But what I'm excited about is that just like you're saying, ultimately, and a lot of times pretty quickly, those people end up with egg on their face immediately. And it makes my day. You know, to add a little bit to that, I actually talked to someone online. I was like, I really take exception to the fact that you're, I'm not going to say which movie it was, this is a while ago. And I said, you know what, just do us all a favor and just watch it at least. If you don't like it, then say, hey, here's why I didn't like it. Give a, a polite but honest opinion, but at least buy a ticket, support it. You know what I mean? We don't want this whole genre to disappear. You know, people are like, yay, it made no money. And that means the whole thing might go away. As in the whole thing, and other people are like, we don't want to see. It's just ridiculous. Listen, if you don't like something, I get it. At least buy a ticket, watch it on whatever you streaming platform you pay for, and then give an honest but polite and classy review and leave it at that. Trust me, you'll be much better off. Now, speaking of classy things and great reviews and all that kind of good stuff, it is time to get to today's episode. With all that being said, Ray, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing Marvel Comics, the hero who never pulls a hammy, you know, because she stretches, Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan. And representing DC Comics, the hero that they named a state after, that being the state of shock, Static. Wasn't that like a Mick Jagger, Michael Jackson song in like the Don't 80s? worry about that. Don't worry was about it? that. That I'm was not... actually Jackson 5. Was it Jackson 5? It was, it I think was, it was actually were... Tyrannosaurus Rex. T-Rex. Could have been. Could have been. All right. Well done, Ray. Now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Who Would Win match. Rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Okay, Ray, there are some really cool versions of Miss Marvel, a.k.a. Kamala Khan, out there, ranging from the Disney Plus series that's now in the live-action movie. There's animated versions that are absolutely fantastic. There's a comic book version. There's video games. What version are you going with today? Look, I'm keeping it real. I'm going with the comic book version. Uh, Maybe somewhere down the road, when we get a little bit more substance in the MCU, I'll feel a little bit more comfortable taking that version. But for right now, we're just talking comic book. All right, listen, this was actually tricky. I am going to go with the comic book version, but I was super close to go with the animated version, especially with the DCAU, because there's a lot there, even when he goes into adulthood and interacts with like Terry McGinnis and Batman Beyond. But I was like, you know what? There's enough history here. I'm going to go with the DC Comics version of this character. All right, rule number four. Debaters really use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are a long-established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed, but will be given less weight. Rule number five. The winner of the debate is whoever the judge decides has the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal, and where no attack or threat can be made for at least two minutes, and where no outside interference is allowed. And finally, rule number six. The judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto at any point they feel violates these rules or established logic. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store. Visit www.whowouldwinstore.com to get your hands on some great shirts and some great merch. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. 
Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force, and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Need to supercharge your hiring? You need a super hiring partner. You need Indeed. I've been a fan of Indeed.com for a long time and been singing their praises for even longer. You know, one of the things I love about Indeed is that not only can you find a great job on Indeed.com, start there, great place to look, but if you're hiring, you can invite candidates, right? Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply for your job than candidates who just kind of see it in a random search. That's according to US Indeed data. It's like you invite somebody and they feel welcome to your party, right? They're more likely to want to work for you or at least check out what this job's all about. And we'll get you one step closer to that hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates with Indeed. Indeed's going to do the hard work for you. It shows you the candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your description immediately after you post. You're going to find the people. They're going to put them right in front of you so you can hire even faster. And these are quality candidates. These are people who already meet your minimum expectations right off the top at the beginning. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash WWW. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash WWW. Indeed.com slash WWW. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now, let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan is a teenage hero from New Jersey. She was created by Sana Amanat, Stephen Wacker, G. Willow Wilson, Adrian Alfona, and James McKelvey, and first appeared in a cameo in Captain Marvel number 14 in 2013 with her first standout appearance being Ms. Marvel number one in 2014. A Pakistani Muslim teenager is not standard fare for superhero comics pretty much ever. 
but Kamala Khan is all about breaking boundaries. Now, taking her name from her idol, Captain Marvel, Kamala is found to have inhuman genes after exposure to the Terrigan Mists. This unlocks her powers and allows her to have morphogenetics, or basically the power to alter her body as she needs to. Fun fact, Kamala Khan is well known for being from New Jersey. What many people don't know, however, is that an original incarnation of the character was going to hail from the biggest Muslim city in America, that being Dearborn, Michigan. Yes, Ms. Marvel was originally conceived as being from the great state of Michigan. However, the writers decided that they wanted her to be a quote-unquote second-string hero from a second-string city. So the choice was made to move her from Michigan to New Jersey. And that tracks. Anyway, that is Ms. Marvel. Way to slam New Jersey. I don't know if I agree with that. That's a I'm second. talking up Michigan, and I'm talking down New Jersey. And anybody who knows me also knows that that tracks. I just remember watching The Sopranos, and uh, you know they talked about Jersey, New York. No Michigan, oddly enough. Nothing really coming from Michigan. Yeah, not in The Sopranos, because it had nothing to do with that show. For a reason. All right, now here are the details for Static. Now, Static, the character in the DC Comics universe, was created by Dwayne McDuffie, Dennis Cohen, Michael Davis, and Derek T. Dingle. He first appeared in Static number 1 in 1993 as part of the Milestone Comics imprint, a venture McDuffie and his co-founders initiated to address the underrepresentation of minorities in American comics. Virgil Ovid Hawkins, the real identity of Static, is a high school student and a resident of the fictional city of Dakota. He gains electromagnetic powers after being exposed to a mutagenic gas during an event later known as the Big Bang. This event was a pivotal moment in the Milestone universe as it gave birth to numerous other superpowered individuals known as Bang Babies. As Static, Virgil balances his life between being a typical teenager and a superhero. His storylines often tackle a range of social issues, including racism, gang violence, and bullying, setting him apart from many other teenage superheroes of his time. The character gained widespread popularity beyond the comic books with the, of course, animated series Static Shock, which aired from 2000 to 2004. This adaptation introduced Static to a broader audience and was celebrated for being one of the few animated shows at the time to feature a superhero who was black as his protagonist. And here's an interesting fact about Static. Did you know that Static actually had a ton of different names? It's true. Static superhero name came quickly to the Milestone creative team, but within the comic book itself, he had quite a few different handles. Virgil was known by different street names before and after his transformation the Big Bang incident that gave him his powers. So among these names were Kilowatt Kid, Sparky, V-Man, and Verge. The character's actual name, however, is a nod to a real-life Virgil Hawkins, an African-American man denied entry into the University of Florida School of Law back in 1949. So in essence, this fictional superhero was based on a real-life superhero, which makes him the best kind of superhero. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Matthew, do you have any questions before we get started? I do not. That was masterfully said, by the way. Hmm. That was well, like, thank interesting. You. I, thank I you. do I, not. I... That was like, wow. That's like, that, do not. okay. No question. You're very presidential these days. I just got to throw that out there. It's it's in the genes. That's fair. All right. Race to Canis. Let's get this party started. Hit us with your point number one. You know, has anybody listened to the teaser trailer for episode six of Reclaim Detroit, a vampire, the masquerade audio drama? Matthew Harris, you sound great on there. I bet you do a lot of cool stuff in that episode. Point number one. 
for Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan. Let's just talk about a little bit about her skill because she is somebody who is not necessarily a great fighter, but she is somebody who fights great. And that makes all the difference in the world. Now, it's possible that in the comics in her later years, she did the typical, I got trained by Captain America, so now I'm suddenly one of the greatest fighters in the entire world. But that's not the general world that she's inhabited a lot of her journey. However, that hasn't stopped her. She's able to catch punches from people coming at her and then throwing them across the room. She has a great deal of strength that her embiggening has allowed her to do. She's also very, very fast. She's able to manipulate and use her body, not just in a stretching way, which I'll get into at a later point, but she can use this on a much more subtle level to get uh, to hit people real hard and to move out of the way very, very fast. She's dodged plasma beams. She's dodged lasers. This is somebody who can move very, very fast in a short period of time. And I think against a character like Static Shock, that's his name, right, James? Static Shock, that this is a way that she can avoid massive amounts of damage. But she's able to manipulate her body in other ways. She can run on water. She can literally not be submerged in water and use her stretching ability, her skills, if you will, to just run across it like it was nothing. So if Static is going to rely on her standing in a puddle so he can shock the puddle, that ain't going to work against Kamala Khan because she could just stand up on top of it and run across it. It's not going to be a big deal. We've seen her jump over and then very, very high fence, not even using her powers at all. So even not using her stretching abilities, she has a certain physical skill set that is wonderful. Now, one of the things that she's going to do is wrap herself around her targets. This seems like a very, very big go-to maneuver for Ms. Marvel in a lot of her battles in that she's going to use her stretching ability. She's going to get out there. She's going to envelop you and there's nothing you can do about it. She's going to hoist Gracie you like it was a UFC fight from the early nineties. She's going to, she's going to wrap herself around you like you were Dan Severin and you're not going to be able to move and you're going to be unfortunately forced to tap. That's who she is. Now let's talk a little bit about some of the people that she's faced because she beats ninjas. She doesn't just beat ninjas. One of the very interesting things that kept coming up in her comics is she destroys Canadian ninjas. That's right, James. She destroys Canadian ninjas one after another. She's destroyed a pile of Canadian ninjas while on the phone with somebody without even hanging up. These Canadian ninjas are no match for Ms. Marvel. Another favorite thing, she was attacked by Canadian ninjas and in the process of defeating them, stopped to pet a stray cat. If you can stop to enjoy the stray cats of your neighborhood while destroying Canadian ninjas at the same time, I argue you are a force to be reckoned with. And the thing is, she isn't typically fought against by like one person. She's fought against by scores of thugs, of ne'er-do-wells, of ruffians, if you will, not just the Canadian ninjas. So when you send a group of thugs against Ms. Marvel, she beats them, she gets out, and she makes it happen. Ms. Marvel, again, is a force to be reckoned with. A little bit of electricity, not going to stop it. And that's my point number one. Ugh, I hate to do this because uh, Kamala Khan's an amazing, amazing character. I, I, I got to tell you, I've been a fan of hers before, of the character before the Disney Plus series came out. I uh, love the writing. Talk up Canadian ninjas, James. Talk them up. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, I'll just jump to that. Canada is not known for its ninjas. It's more known for its samurai. So I don't want to put her down for that. I actually do know real Canadian ninjas that practice in Jitsu in Canada. 
this particular group, not the greatest, most fearsome fighting force you'd ever uh, see. Just putting that out there. Okay. So, yeah, again, she's not necessarily a great fighter, but she fights great. That's cool against conventional uh, attackers. Static is definitely not a conventional attacker. You know, if she envelops Static and wraps around, that's a horrible thing because what Static's, one of his mainstay powers is his ability to kind of shoot out electricity and control electrons. She wraps around him. He's just, if that even is going to happen, which is doubtful, then uh, he's just going to shoot out a huge electromagnetic magnet, you know, electric pulse and take her out and shock her horribly. And she, he can do that to metahumans and superpowered humans. Superman can feel that shock and even be hurt by it. I don't think Kamala Khan's uh, really going to react well to that. Hoist Gracie, yeah, good grappler, not a good striker. And that's what Static is. He's a great striker, meaning he can hit you from far away repeatedly, but he can do the grappling too. He's the complete package. Uh, you know, fighting against scores of people, yeah, Static does that all the time, except he fights against scores of metahumans, and he comes out ahead. Uh, Static's not uh, just a, you know, a teenage superhero. There's so much more to him. And I'm going to talk about that in my point number one. So for my point number one, let's actually start with his powers, as opposed to where Ray's going with uh, uh, Miss Marvel. Now, Static has the power of electromagnetic manipulation. He generates and manipulates electrical energy, same way Black Lightning does. He can use it really cool ways. He can shoot lightning bolts, create protective force fields, disable electronic devices. He can literally bend electrons to his will. That's insane. Now, in terms of force fields, he can use them defensively, offensively. He can block attacks, deflect attacks, deflect gunfire, insanely powerful energy blast not a problem he can use them offensively he actually uses his force fields to manipulate the environment and trap his opponents in them in a kind of a containment field and then just raise them up in the air and hold them there that's what he's going to do he's got also insanely versatile with his force fields he can shape the force fields into barriers platforms different things you know almost like green lantern type of shapes really crazy his force fields are actually strong enough to take a few full powered shots from superman again i'm emphasizing a few full powered shots not a continuous attack from superman that's still pretty badass. He's got the power of electrostatic levitation. He can fly in a similar way that uh, Magneto can. Now, we've seen him stand on what looks like a garbage can lid, a metal, a metal garbage can lid, or two small circular discs, but he doesn't need to do that anymore. He hasn't needed to do that in years. He can raise himself up, fly around uh, same way Magneto can, and uh, he can actually fly at up to 200 miles per hour, and his flight's really cool because it's also geared towards combat type of flight, which means he's good with his agility. He's great at moving in really weird ways. He knows how to bounce off buildings using that magnet, mag, magnetic kind of levitation. This is someone who's not just going to fly. He's going to fight and use that flight as part of his combat type of arsenal. He can absorb electrical energy from sources around him, which then further boosts his powers. And in situations where he's faced with energy-based attacks, this is cool, he's shown the ability to absorb energy from the opponent and redirect it, which means he can use his enemy's own power against him. Literally, that's pretty cool. He can shoot energy blasts lightning, other kinds of blasts, and he can change the intensity and the type. He can shoot concussive blasts of energy that they turn into force, similar to how Cyclops uses his optic blast to shoot concussive forces of energy. He's got his pulse blast where he can just shoot him out in pulses, uh, multi-directional or in whatever direction he wants, using his hands, his body, whatever it is. He can also disable electronic de uh, devices as well in terms of, you know, phones or communication devices, whatever, he can disable it. He can charge objects with energy the same way Gambit does. You know, Gambit puts kinetic energy in an object and kind of, you know, runs away and the thing blows up. Static can do the same thing with any object, just charge with that electrical energy. He can figure out when he wants it to blow up so he can do that right away or kind of make it a ticking time bomb and blow up whatever he needs to do. He's got got enhanced durability. This is cool because all of his power to control 
electrons actually enhances his durability, his inside places, if you will. He's taken falls. He's tanked explosions. He's tanked hard shots from superhumans. It's crazy. And if that wasn't enough, he's also got a healing factor. This is really cool. In one really fun comic book issue, his arm gets severed off by a superhuman. It's horrible. He grabs it, activates his powers, puts the arm back into the socket, hits his powers again. It's a little sore, a little bruised, but it's fully functional. He's good to go. And he can just heal himself from almost anything instantly. Look, there's a lot to this character. I'll get into that later, but all of that was my point number one. All right. Now that's fine. You're making some, I guess, okay points as far as somebody who's losing would go. But I do want to talk for a moment here about Static Shock. Uh, That's his name, right? Static Shock. Am I getting that right? That's the name of the show. That's obviously his name. The thing is, he's not as powerful as you want to pretend he is on the show. This is a character who, pound for pound, against a character like Electro, somebody that exists in Ms. Marvel's range, and somebody that Ms. Marvel has no problem facing off against, Electro has more powerful electrical attacks then Static Shock. Now, Static might win that fight like six times out of ten, but that's a direct result of him being a little bit smarter, a little bit better at thinking outside the box. But if your big argument is his electrical attacks are going to be too much for Ms. Marvel to handle, well, my point number two is going to knock that down right away. But additionally, she's dealt with a character in Electro who is more powerful than Static, if not a little straightforward in his approach. Interesting stuff because they both had some history. They both taken on a whole bunch of different types of characters. That's actually a cool point. But let's see what our judge has to say. So Matthew Harris, you've heard one point from both Ray and myself. Where's your head at so far with this battle? Okay, so let's jump right into it because uh, and 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 I have a couple of questions for each of you to help me along here. So uh, first one is for Ray. When talking about Miss Marvel here, we're talking about her 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 strength. Uh, and speed. I'm, I'm getting the sense that it's it's it, maybe a little bit above peak human. I mean, are we talking Dalzim? She can knock somebody, uh, you know, full hit from across the room. Funny thing is, I have a Dalzim reference lined up for my point number three. She can hit somebody from across the room with a fist the size of a city bus. Okay. And so that's the type of power that she's bringing to the table. Okay, thank you. That helps. And then uh, for you, James, so the healing factor, uh, which which I, which I think is a, is a big deal here. How instantaneous? I mean, where where are we from from Wolverine to say you know somebody like Slade Wilson? You know who who has a healing factor, but it takes a day or so. Yeah, he's much closer to the Wolverine class, as evidenced with you know, hey, my arm severed, I'll put it back in activate the electrons or whatever he's doing mm-hmm. and my arms back you know good to go Full i function. wouldn't say like yeah exactly i look with wolverine you can cut off his head and then you can reattach it deadpool you can cut off his head he'll grow a new one we haven't seen that from static but the fact again that he can just have an arm that's severed then put back in and it's absolutely ready to go at full speed full strength with everything immediately kind of shows he's in that same class Okay, so for round one, here's what I was thinking. At first, it was uh, it was skewed a little bit more towards uh, static, uh, only because he's bringing something like the healing factor like that to it. That's a that's a big big change right there. Ray did bring up a very good point though of saying that you know you, you know yes, static has these electric powers. Yes, he can shoot these blasts. He can do these things like that. Uh, first of all, Kamala's fast enough to dodge the blast, and she's already fought an electric character before. So. 
I'm going to say that right now the healing factor has given the round one edge very, very slightly to Static. But I mean, Miss Marvel's right on his heels. I'll just have to hear more in the coming points. Again, you know, round one is usually where we take it easy on each other. So let's see how this goes. Ray, hit us with your round number two. Point number two I have for Kamala Khan, let's talk about her strength and her durability, because I do feel that this is where she uh, uh, separates herself, in that she has fought many electrical-based characters in the past and not been defeated by them, you know. She uh, had an electricity user clamp their hand on top of her head and do an electrical jolt to her brain, and she was able to come back from that and continue fighting afterwards. Generally speaking, electricity to the brain would put down anybody. But remember, she is an inhuman. She has very specific powers that allow her to take that level of damage, uh, flush it out amongst her body, and then come on back. She's taken a massive number of electrical blasts in the past. Once static hits her with one, two, three shots, and he realizes she's not going down, I don't know that Static has a second form of attack that he's going to be able to go to once Ms. Marvel takes his best shots and keeps going because she handles it extremely well. But also, Ms. Marvel has a healing factor of her own. She's been shot up by a whole bunch of bullets. Now she's not able to use her stretching powers and her healing factor at the same time. But I don't think Static is going to be shooting her with bullets anytime soon as well. He's sort of a one-note kind of a guy in that he's going to shoot those electrical blasts. It's not going to work. Any damage that she has taken, she can heal fairly quickly from. And then he's going to need to find a point two, a point three. Unfortunately for who would win, points four, five, and six in order to finally get over on Ms. Marvel. But the battle's over after point number three. This is a who would win battle after all. She's taken many shots from many big characters, and I've hardly seen her go down for the count. She's typically slightly stunned. She comes back a little bit uh, soon after and makes the win happen. Somebody tried to drive an SUV into Ms. Marvel. She turned and was just basically like, I hope you got good insurance on this vehicle put her shoulder down, and then wrecked it like she was Aiden Hutchinson of your Detroit Lions wrecking an offensive line in the NFL in the year 2023. She dropped that SUV and was fine afterwards. She fought a giant robot Again, because I know Static uses this sort of electromancy and uses items and bots and that kind of thing to his advantage with his electrical powers. Well, Ms. Marvel fought against a giant robot and took him down with a headbutt. You headbutt a robot, that's not how anything is supposed to work. But Ms. Marvel took minimal damage, headbutt a giant robot, and took him down down. She can kick reinforced doors off of their hinges and one time, using her embiggening power to make herself large, she wrestled against a kaiju-sized Godzilla monster and took him to the ground. One thing about electricity is, the larger the thing that you're going to be shooting it against, the more dissipated that particular attack is going to be. Well, Ms. Marvel can make herself the size of a kaiju-sized monster. What do those power lines do against Godzilla? The answer is, not very much, and for good physical reason. Ms. Marvel is too much for Static Shock. That's his name right, James? Static Shock? 
Well, she's going to win this fight either way, and that's my point number two. I do not envy the amount of people who are going to slam you online for misnaming this amazing character. All right, let me push back on your point number two. Now, first of all, fun fact, just as Miss Marvel is familiar with Electro, for example, who's, by the way, very, very different than Static. Static is very, very familiar with Plastic Man, who I would say is way more powerful than Kamala Khan, at least as a teenager. You know, as she gets older and becomes an adult, that could change. But he's got a lot of power sets that are very similar to hers, and Static is very, very familiar with him. Remember, they were both part of the Justice League. He knows what's going on with that. Uh, in terms of Static, you know, he's got a lot more power than you realize. You know, one of his blasts can take out a large apartment building. It was abandoned, of course, and he just destroyed that with one shot of his blast. But his blasts aren't always like electrical energy-based. Remember, Ray, you're getting a little confused here. You're thinking he's like an electricity-based character. He's not. He uses the power of electromagnetic uh, forces, which means he can control electricity if he wants to. But his blasts can also be concussive forces, like uh, like a, a push or a battering ram, if you will, just like uh, Cyclopses. He can do a lot with what he's doing with his powers that aren't just about shooting electricity and floating up in the air. He's got a lot more to it than that. So in terms of that, you know, I get it. Kamala Khan's really great, but Static, again, is a very, very different character. Let me kind of illuminate that a little bit more with my point number two. For my point number two, let's talk about the other things that Static brings to the table. Now, he Static gets how energy works, as, and as a result, he's created some new abilities for himself on top of the powers he has. He created something called Static Cling, really cool, where he can charge anything or anyone with some type of uh, electromagnetic power, and that gets them to stick to any object or have any object stuck to them. That's really fun. He's done that to lots and lots of superhumans before. So all of a sudden, Kamala is doing her thing and beginning this, trying to hit him, and he's using that Static Cling, and all of a sudden, she's pinned to a building, a ground, a large object, or something is pinned to her, slowly down. It's going to be a lot of fun. He can also generate repulsion fields that actually physically repel and shoot back virtually anything. So all of a sudden, she tries to punch this, what looks like a force field, and it's just going to shoot her right back, maybe punch her right back in the face. I love that kind of stuff. He can manipulate magnetic fields, magnetically lift metal objects or huge things weighing, weighing many tons super easily. Uh, very similar to how Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker uses the force to lift a TIE fighter or what have you, or an X-Wing fighter. Just some really cool stuff there. He can also cover his fists with electromagnetic energy and give his strikes and physical attacks way more force force along with like a taser-like shock to his opponent. So what's really cool with this, sure, there's the taser shock, but it really increases the power of his punches dramatically. This is cool. On top of all this, he brings a lot more to the table. He's got a genius IQ, both in physics and when it comes to tactics and being a superhero. For example, Static is a master at using the environment. Remember, he can use his surroundings to his advantage. That's a great part of the character. Uh, one time in City Settings, for instance, City Settings, he can manipulate metal objects like streetlights or cars, create barriers or weapons against his enemies, make anything a weapon that he can make, uh, like attack whatever whoever he wants by making it fly through the air and what have you. He's kind of like got the powers of Electro and Magneto at the same time. This is a very versatile character who knows how to use his environment, probably a city kind of setting really, really well to his advantage. He's a master at making improvised gadgets and weapons on the fly. Remember, I told you he's a genius. He's often made like these really cool on-the-fly gadgets on the spot. He's had to improvise, create devices on the fly to, to either disrupt or counteract, counteract his opponent's powers or even enhance his own powers, again, on the fly. When you can create something right then and there that disrupts your, power, your opponent's powers 
or makes your powers more effective, you're on a different fighting level. He can disrupt any electronic device used by his opponents. If Kamala has a phone on her or uses an Avengers, whatever it is, he's going to disrupt that. That's only going to be of use to her. He's also a master of adapting to opponents' powers. Look, he's often facing people in a who would win situation where he's never seen it before. He's got no prior knowledge, no experience. And this is where he shines because he adapts his tactics based on his opponent's abilities, like using his electromagnetic fields to counteract energy-based attacks or to ground enemies who rely on flight to attack. And for example, in a random encounter with no prior knowledge, Static fought an opponent called Phase, who could phase through objects, right? Really, really cool. Thinking quickly, he forms a cage around Phase, who's intangible at the time, and then he charges his electrons in this cage to make them tangible again, and then takes them out. Again, remember, he's had training from Batman, the Teen Titans, and the Justice League. He knows how to do this. He's also a master of stealth and surveillance. He can use his power to tap into phone lines, cameras, and the city, whatever it is, and see what's going on. He's been taught by Batman how to look for weaknesses and how to go unnoticed by his opponents until time to strike. This is really cool. You know, um, da, da, da. and then the other thing that Static does, which is really, really awesome, part of his opening salvo is to shoot an EMP out in the general area, especially when he's fighting someone he doesn't know. He's like, let me take out their tech right away in case they are a tech-based opponent. If they're not, no harm, no foul, fine. Shoots out an EMP, and all of a sudden, some tech goes down, and he's got an advantage. And that EMP, of course, doesn't affect him whatsoever. See, Static may be one of the top examples in DC Comics of someone who combines powers with intelligence. He's got that scientific knowledge, the genius IQ. He's got the genius tactics and strategies. This is what always plays roles in his fights, and he knows how to do all of this really well. That's my point number two. And this is the difference, James Gavsey, between theory crafting and what a character actually does. Now, first thing you need to consider is that Static Shock has been appearing in Milestone Comics, a division of DC Comics, since 1993. But he hasn't actually taken part in the DC universe as an actual character since 2008. So there are a lot of things that have happened in Static's DC Comics lifetime that don't actually count. Because until he officially became a member of DC Comics, you can't really say he knew about a character like Plastic Man. And let's keep it real. Plastic Man versus Static Shock. Plastic Man is going to destroy him 100 times out of 50. Plastic Man would have no chance at losing against a character like Static Shock. He can't bring enough offense to bring down a character who can do as much as Plastic Man. And you just compared Plastic Man to Ms. Marvel Kamala Khan in a favorable way. And that's all I'm trying to say right here. You got to remember, we're talking about somebody who can make themselves bigger, smaller. Essentially, this is a character that's Ant-Man meets Reed Richards versus a guy who flies around on a trash can lid. And that's what we're talking about right here. I love Static. He does some great things, but he doesn't often think outside the box enough to take on somebody who can defeat him with the basic power set of Ms. Marvel. And you've already laid that point out for me perfectly. So uh, did you just arrive or did you not hear what is any an of EMP, what I just said? James, what is an two? EMP attack going to do against somebody who has uh, natural abilities? The answer is nothing. An EMP attack is going to, and you say he starts with an EMP attack. Well, he's the one who controls technology. So if he starts with an EMP attack, he's weakening himself at the start of the battle. Kamala Khan has nothing to do with that whatsoever. You Let's killed yourself, and I'm sorry to say it, James, but you killed yourself in this battle already. We're done. You know, weird things have happened, but we are at the turning point. Matthew, you've had a moment to ponder two points from both Ray and myself. Who do you think is ahead, and what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory? 
All right. Well, th- actually, I, I, I want to commend you both. You've been keeping me on the edge of my seat here because, Ray, you're doing such a good job of, of, of representing uh, Kamala Khan here as Miss Marvel. Uh, I'm really getting a whole different aspect of her strength. And I'm telling you, James, you are really laying out the case here for Static, uh, a character who I actually I have to maybe embarrassedly confess I'm only mildly... Um, uh, up on knowledge wise, which is probably actually better for me in this debate because I can hear more things that I didn't know. And just his resume, the 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 stuff that he's bringing toward it, keep leaning me towards more uh, that that he may be ahead. Now, with that said, with that said, in Ray's rebuttal, he brought up some uh, he did bring up an interesting point that I agreed with. Um, EMP, I don't think it's going to be uh, uh, too effective. Um, you, you mentioned Static's uh, stealth. Not probably going to come to uh, um, uh, uh, too much to, to, to this fight here. Um, I do like the fact that he was taught by Batman. I mean, that, you know, if, if Batman's your sensei, that puts you one up on anybody just about any old day of the week uh, uh, w- with Batman there. So with that... Uh, here, here's here's what I'm seeing, and here's what I need to see. Right now, um, it's 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 a little neck and neck. But if I had to take it right to the cards, if I had to take it right to the cards, it's maybe skewing. Uh, if not a split decision, it's it's still maybe skewing a little bit on the static side. So here's what I need to see. Because what I'm looking at right now in this battle is it looks like Miss Marvel. She's got the she's got the brawn. She's got the strength. She's got these abilities that it doesn't seem like Static Shock is really going to be able to go toe-to-toe with her. Yeah, he was trained by Batman and strategy and stuff like that, but I haven't heard a lot about his fighting acumen. I haven't heard a lot about what he's going to do if he's got somebody who can knock him out from all the way across the, the street. I mean, you know, he, he does have, he does have you know, force fields and things like that. Uh, he will have to see it coming. She can stretch. She can manipulate. She can do a lot of stuff like that. So I'm going to need to see how he's going to be ready to fight with someone who seems like they're just a, a stronger fighter. And then for Miss Marvel, look, we, we I, I, I'm glad to hear that she's got a healing factor. That actually helps a lot. Uh, she's incredibly durable to hearing that she can take an electric blast. Really, it... It makes this a very, very tough fight uh, for Static to bring. Um, so but, so what I want to know about uh, is how can she deal with things like his force fields that can make him durable to her attacks and to some of these things I'm hearing about like repulsion fields that can that can redirect her energy back. So this is a good fight. This is this is one that, that uh, uh, so far it's anybody's fight right now. Let's see what you can bring in round three. I'm loving where this is going. All right, Ray, you think you're ahead. I know how you're going with this. Hit us for your point number three. Point number three for Ms. Marvel. First off, I just want to say, Batman trained static in the animated series. But James, you said you're using the comic book version of the character. I can't find any record anywhere of Batman training static in the actual comic books, especially considering the fact that for his first 15 years of comics, he existed in a world separate from the characters of DC Comics. I would love some examples there because yes, he trained him in the animated version, but that's not the version you're talking about today, is it? Anyway, let's talk about Ms. Marvel a little bit further because she is Ant-Man Hank Pym meets Reed Richards. She can grow very, very large. She can grow very, very, very small. 
and she has the stretching ability of Reed Richards. Those are two of the greatest scientists, but two of the best fighters in all of the MCU, if not Marvel Comics as well. You go up against either Reed or Hank, you have yourself a world of hurt. We've seen it time and time again. She can shrink herself down to bug size, like Ant-Man, and she can do it on a whim. She does it to slide under doors when she needs to. She can slide down to a bug-sized person in order to dodge basically anything that she needs to. When one of these static shock electrical attacks starts coming at her, what stops her from getting very, very small and out of the way at a moment's notice and just dodge whatever lightning bolt is getting flung at her. But she can also embiggen herself and get to, as I said before, a kaiju-sized monster. You know, remember when uh, Storm in the X-Men movie says, what happens when a toad gets struck by lightning? The same as everyone else. Well, that works because toad isn't a 500-foot-tall kaiju-sized monster. You know what happens when Godzilla eats a power line? Nothing, nothing at all that is absorbed in the size of his body and nothing happens whatsoever. She slaps minivans across the street with the back of her hand. She picks up cars and throws them. I think it's great that Static can control certain electrical devices because it's going to hurt him extra bad when she picks those devices up and smashes him in the head with them. He cannot get bigger. He is the size that he is, which is a regular person. I'm sorry, his powers do not exponentially allow him to take on somebody who is 50, 100, 200 feet tall and squashes him like a bug. Again, this is a guy who flies around the city on a trash can lid. Thank you. And this is where my doll seam reference happens in that he's going to be shooting his lightning bolts left, right, center, wherever the heck they're coming from. And she's going to be able to work it around, not just in a straight line. We've seen this happen before. Left, right, come at a whole variety of angles and make the fist the size of a building and then hit him with that fist at the end of it. And I'm sorry, this is not a guy who's going to get up from that. And even if he tries to with his healing factor, she's going to be able to hold him down and incapacitate him with her giant size for two minutes to easily take this battle. Again, he has a whole bunch of different ways that I've seen him possibly attack, in the comic books at least. And I think James is stretching comic books and animation and trying to hope nobody notices and lets him get away with it. I will not allow that to happen today. This is the version he said. This is the version I hold him to. Where's Batman in the comics? In another universe, okay? Thank you. Her giant size can absorb the electrical attacks. She can fall on top of him or use her giant hand to make a cage, and he is not getting himself out of that I'm not saying she's going to kill him. Kamala Khan probably would not kill Static under most circumstances, but she will incapacitate him. She will beat him to a pulp and she will win this battle. And that's my point. Number three. All right. So clearly Ray is projecting what he's doing is what he's accusing me of doing. All good race to Canis. I'll, I'll get to this in a second. Now in terms of big wins, uh, Matthew, to kind of let you in on this, look, he's had a lot of experience with both in the milestone universe and the DC comics universe, you know, especially when he was kind of shifted slightly changed a little bit around new 52 in 2011. That's how well I know this character. And he's fought these two characters that are really going to come to play. One is called Ebon, um, who's kind of like a shadow character. The other one is a character named Tarmac. 
And they both have similar abilities where they can make parts of their body bigger. They can grow. They can do what have you. Go to different sizes. Hit you from far away. Uh, have increased durability. Similar power sets to Kamala Khan. And he beat both of them very easily. He's got a lot of experience with, with these characters. And they're both from Milestone and I believe also in DC Comics now as well. Uh, in terms of when he got training from Batman, that was when... Uh, Static was part of the Teen Titans, and each individual there got training from Batman. That was a thing that happened and still happens on a regular basis. And, of course, he got training from Nightwing and, you know, the resources that were there and what have you. Never mind when he's with the Justice League. Top of that, growing to kaiju size. I love it. Listen, again, I love Kamala, um, Kamala Khan as a character. She's incredible. She doesn't go to kaiju size as her go-to thing. That's not like, you know, hey, I'm going to turn to Godzilla size. That is done on occasion. I'm not saying she wouldn't do this fight, but I'd say it's highly unlikely, but still not going to be a big factor in this fight. And finally, you know, in terms of range, yeah, she can hit from far away, but Static can literally attack you from probably miles away or at least hundreds, if not a thousand yards away very easily. Remember, he can charge stuff. He doesn't have to hold it. He can just have something charged that he can see or feel that is in his presence or at least around him somewhat. He can start hitting her with stuff, shooting buses at her or what have you, using that telekinesis through the electromagnetic power. He's got a lot of different ways, a lot more ways to attack her from a lot further away. All right, now let me get to my point number three. And this is where I hate myself a little bit, because I'm going to talk about Kamala Khan's weaknesses, because she's got some. Uh, first of all, if she uses her healing factor too much, it temporarily weakens her regular, you know, embiggening and elasticity in her powers. And if she uses her elasticity and other powers too much, it weakens her healing factor. It's a real damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. So she's got to be very, very careful with that. The more she's using her elasticity powers the longer it's going to take from her to heal from injuries or whatever she's getting. And this isn't just much of a weakness as much as just a fact. Static has a genius IQ. He's used his intellect to create new abilities for himself. I mentioned that before. And he uses that IQ to his, you know, to create different ways of doing what he's already doing. He's a genius when it comes to battle tactics and strategy. Kamala Khan is smart, has had some great experience in fighting superhumans. But when you compare the two, it's very clear the more intelligent and more resourceful of the two is static. Remember, this is the person on the fly who created gadgets to take away someone's powers and to actually increase his own. That's insane. I will say that Comic-Con writes amazing fan fiction, though. I've actually read that in the comic books or whatever, and they put that on light. It's really, really good. She's awesome. Now, here's the big weakness. Remember, I brought up EMPs. Her body is vulnerable to EMPs. These evidently weaken and even temporarily take away her, her powers of elasticity and her embeggen powers is really cool. And as I mentioned earlier, shooting out a powerful EMP as a starting maneuver in a fight is something Static is known to do. He's going to be able to detect an Avengers communication device or her phone that could be, whatever it is, he won't know. He's like, oh, there's tech nearby. Shut that down. EMP launch in a multi-ranged, multi-directional way. She gets hit with this. And guess what? Her powers are temporarily gone. That's a big factor. Now, keep in mind that on top of all of this, Static can increase his powers anytime he wants. Level his powers, that is. It's very similar to Black Lightning's ability to do so, by the way. We talked about this in a previous episode. Each of them can tap into the electromagnetic power that's surrounding them on the, the planet Earth and increase all of their powers exponentially. So if somehow Kamala Khan goes, I don't know, starts getting the advantage, goes kaiju size, whatever, Static's going to tap into the electromagnetic field around him and just power it up, which means his energy blast, control over electrons, his force fields, his speed, his flight, his healing factor – I'll go up Super Saiyan style. That's a thing that he's done quite often if he needs to. So here's how I see this fight going. They're going to face off. The battle begins with this, you know, spectacular display of powers. 
Kamala stretching and morphing her body into various shapes, dodging the crackling arcs of electricity that static sends her way. It's going to be really cool. And the air is charged with energy. And the sounds of their clash, of course, are echoing through the buildings, city streets, and people are coming to check out what's happening. And as the battle intensifies, Static realizes he needs to stretch, uh, you know, some type of edge to counter Kamala's shape-shifting powers. Maybe she goes to a kaiju. I don't know. So she's going to be doing what she does. He sends out an EMP. And all of a sudden, her powers start weakening very, very quickly. He's going to see that as a, as a chance. Because, again, just like Ray said, he doesn't want to kill her. He's going to trap her, something he does a lot. He's going to put this force field, that force field that can take punches from Superman, not for a whole year, but a few punches at well, super powerful, and put her in that construct in her temporarily weakened state because he shot out that EMP and just hold her in place. And then he's going to go up to her and say, hi, my name's Static. What's yours? A great friendship is formed. A new team of sorts is there. And the rest is history. Look, that's just one of the many ways Static's going to win. That's why Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel loses, unfortunately, because she's a great character. That's my point number three. Nah, the, you're, you're stretching credulity quite a bit through this right here. Oh, he was a member of the Teen Titans and therefore had deep physical training by Batman. Since when? Since when? Robin, I know, had deep physical training by Batman. Do you all remember when he showed up and, and Batman trained Beast Boy and Cyborg in the Teen Titans uh, comics? No, this is extrapolation, and this is not real. And James wanted, wants us to know he beat a character named Ebaum's World and Tarmac. That sounds like something you would find at the airport. I do not know Matthew Harris. Have you ever heard of either of these two characters? Did that impress you even slightly when he name dropped two characters no one has ever heard of and no one should ever care about? Land that plane on top of both of them. And you talk about training. You know who Ms. Marvel actually, actually has trained with in the comics? Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, somebody with powerful electrical based attacks. She shoots you with energy, pure energy. And Kamala Khan is besties with Captain Marvel, her icon. And this is somebody that actually in real life, she has trained with and learned how to fight. And I would ask the question on top of everything else, why would Static Shock use an EMP to start this battle? She isn't using any electrical devices whatsoever. She's not turning around and and using a power suit using an emp against somebody who's using natural powers is not a thing that a normal character especially somebody trained by batman allegedly would actually do that is not something that you would do if you're fighting lex luther in his power suit you use the emp if you're fighting iron man you use the emp when you're fighting plastic man nobody in their right mind would open the shot with an emp just because it's possible for him to do does not mean that it's likely for him to do so at the end of the day kamala khan is too big she has too many stretchable powers. She's too strong with the healing factor to deal with somebody who's firing. And I, and I, and I looked it up right here. His, his powers range from energy bolts to el electromagnetic bolts to electrical displays to ball lightning to static cling. He does one electrical-based attack after another, and she has uh, not an immunity, but she's strong against those types of attacks. Static is in trouble with one giant bus-sized fist. All interesting points, ones I can refute as well, but that doesn't matter anymore because it's time for a decision. Matthew, you've heard three points from both Ray and myself. It's time for you to kind of do what you do, make a decision for this battle, but... Before we get to what Matthew has to say, let's celebrate the Hoodwin Patron of the Week. Every week we choose one of our amazing members of the Hoodwin Show's Patreon community and put them in a battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? 
Today's patron of the week is Douglas Rigert Johnson. It's your day in the sun. Let's hope you don't blow it. Douglas, you've got a majestic name, a powerful name, a a huge name. So you've got to go up against an equally huge name from, let's say, Marvel. Let's have Douglas go up against Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is pretty fantastic. I don't know that he's going to pull this one off, but Douglas Rigert Johnson is going to show up against Captain Marvel. She's going to be flying all around. Her eyes are going to be glowing. She's going to be emitting all of this powerful light. And Douglas Rigert Johnson is going to sit back and he's going to say, oh no, what have I gotten myself into? This is somebody that makes Kree warriors run away. And Captain Marvel is going to drop on down. And what Douglas Riger Johnson is going to do is he's going to say, look, Captain Marvel, look, Carol Danvers, I can't defeat you in hand-to-hand combat. Look at you. Look at me. I'm a regular person. I have some abilities of my own. But the electrical blasts, the combat training that you've had with the Kree, which honestly would be a great thing to teach Ms. Marvel. Oh, if she had taught her. Oh, excuse me. I'm getting beside myself. He's going to look right her in the eyes and say, I want to ask you to do something you've never done before, and that's just walk away from this battle. I pose no threat to you. Captain Marvel, you're a very smart person. You're an honorable person. Defeating me brings you nothing. But letting me go shows the world that you are capable of mercy. And wouldn't you know it, Captain Marvel will look into his eyes, see that he is but a bug on the windshield of her life, And she will nod, not say a word, and fly away. No battle necessary. Douglas Riger Johnson convinced Captain Marvel he is not a threat, thus making him the biggest threat you could ever imagine. Wow. Using the intoxicating mind fog patented by James Gadsy to actually defeat a superior opponent. Well done, Douglas. Now, remember, you too can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash show and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Now back to the judgment, Matthew, it's time for your decision. Take us through your process, tell us a story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between Static and Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. Well, listen, as you both know, I'm a fan of this show. I listen to this show rather regularly, and, and I want to say that I feel honored and maybe even a little resentful that every time I'm called on this show... It's never a clear battle. It's You never give me a good slam dunk one way or another of, you know, somebody who just came out and, you know, was it was Apollo Creed versus the first Rocky and he's just knocking him around the ring, all right? You give me these fights that always could go one way or another, all right? Every, true fans of the show, Legion, go back and listen to the other ones that, that I have judged and I always get the ones where, man, it can go either way. So this is what I'm looking at for this battle right here because, man, you guys have been slinging it today. I do want to say a couple of things. Now, this is just, deba- this is just debate uh, style that I'm looking at here. This is the points that were debated more so than the powers these uh, characters hold because uh, there's a couple of things that go for both characters. On one side, James mentions this EMP and how this EMP, if used in an attack, can at least temporarily 
uh, uh, halt the powers, put a damper on Miss Marvel's powers. And and at first I was a little dubious of that. I was like, well, I mean, I guess we all have electro electricity running through our systems, but you know, it's not like she's a car. You know what I mean? It's not like she's cyborg where these things would work. But for the debate purposes, I did not hear Ray necessarily negate that. I didn't hear him say that couldn't happen. I just heard him say the the point that he made as a counterpoint as a rebuttal to that was that it would be less likely that an EMP tag uh, would be used to that same thing. Now, on the other side, Ray has mentioned a couple of times something that I, th- I, it looks very good to me, which is the, the size factor, is the kaiju size factor. It seems that, I mean, she can go as, as large as almost, uh, you know, if I'm going to use another uh, Marvel character for reference, uh, this is just for my own understanding, not necessarily PowerPoint for PowerPoint, but I think of somebody like Iceman, you know, who can, who can just d- triple, double, quadruple, you know, to, to the nth power to, to his size and and becomes uh, quite something to deal with. It seems like her, she, it's not, you know, he says Ant-Man like Reed Richards, but it seems like unlike Ant-Man, uh, she doesn't just kind of get big and hollow. She actually does get big and does retain a whole lot of mass. That's going to be a problem for even the most powerful electric uh, character who is using even electromagnetic energy all around them to try to subdue a Godzilla-sized character. So here's how I see this going. Uh, I, I like the story that James told because really, if we're t- if we go back to the way that this opened, n- neither of them know is this person a threat? Is this person a threat? But hey, this guy's lighting up over here. Oh wait a minute, her arms are stretching. So boom. Right away, I see static. He starts He starts flinging what he knows how to fling. He's got the bolts. He's got the balls. He's bang, 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 bang. Now, she's pretty quick. She can dodge. She can move. She can get out of the way. She's fast. Even if she gets clipped, okay, no problem. She can, she can tank that. She can keep moving. She starts swinging for him. He's seen this before. It's no problem. He's bringing up shields. He's bringing up force fields. They're kind of going one for one right here. They're feeling each other out. They're really trying to subdue each other because that's what they are. Neither of these characters are killers. Neither of these characters are, are out for blood. You know, they, they just, hey, this could be a danger. They want to see what's going on here. Now, I do see Miss Marvel going in and, and saying, okay, I get it. He's electric. Uh, let me let me grow a little bit of big and let, let me wrap this guy up. Let me let me maybe create a little field around his field because he's got force field. My attacks really aren't going through, but I can create sort of a dome around this guy and talk. She creates the dome. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, okay, boom, there's a dome over me. No problem. He recharges up. He starts using things around him. He can feel electromagnetic things around him. Bang, she starts getting hit from things. She's not able to hold this dome. She really sees, all right, this guy's got some super level power. This is maybe a little more than I'm ready to deal with. So now I'm going to have to go into my bag of tricks. She shrinks down to the Ant-Man size and now... Static's got a problem. He can't hit what he can't see. Now, he can feel electromagnetic fields, but he can't feel her. Boom, out of nowhere, she appears on the other side. Bang! Now, a hit from her to him is going to be a problem because for all of his durability and all of his healing factor, he still, if he takes a hard hit from a peak strength character, 
he's probably going down. So, bang, he takes a hit. He goes down. He's trying to get his bearings. His bell is a little bit rung. He's trying to come back. She maybe puts a big old hand down to flatten him, and he's thinking, okay, this is it. I'm not taking this anymore. He starts super saying up. He starts super saying up. He goes to release it. Ow, she gets the shock of her life. She grows to kaiju size and says, all right, I'm not messing around anymore. And he thinks, oh boy, this is not the day that I signed up for. She goes kaiju size. She picks him up. And I don't think that he's got an answer for that. I think that now they start talking. Now, okay, okay, hey, what's going on? You know, what are you doing around here? Then they have their meet cute. And then we're going to see, you know, the 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 Marvels 3 shoot off where, you know, just like uh, maybe in her Disney show where she and each boy that she went into had some sort of crush activity going on with each other. This is going to be a new thing of this. But I think after a... A long, hard battle of going back and forth and forth and back. And this was hard for me to come to. This was hard for me to come to. And I really like Static. I'm actually going to end up reading a lot of his stuff now after this. I think Miss Marvel comes out on top. I think we score this one for uh, Kamala Khan. Wow, that's interesting. I love the storytelling. I completely disagree, especially because we already established the EMP is something he does. And this is something you discounted, just like you did in a previous battle with Mechagodzilla, if I'm not mistaken, with the um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm now starting to understand your judging style. I can't fault you for your logic. I will fault you for not bringing something in that I did bring that temporarily takes away her powers to be a huge factor. But I got to tell you, I love the story you just told, and I wish I could see that in a live action style. That's how it is. The judge made their decision. Race to Canis, congratulations. Tell the Legion of Audience how you feel right now. Look, James is super, super big mad right now because I countered the heck out of one of his best points, and he doesn't know how to handle with being a ketoed on the Who Would Win show. You threw a very, very good punch. That attack could have potentially done something, and I was able to mute it, refute it, and boot it out of town. I made it happen. That was in, in, in the moment rhyme. The point I'm trying to make with all of this is I'm great. Ms. Marvel's great. Go see the Marvels. Static, shock, better luck next time. Just got an interesting text from a friend of mine who's a huge uh, Ms. Marvel fan. Uh, turns out she can grow as big as a large building, not a skyscraper. Kaiju, absolutely not. Interesting facts, Race to Canis, but you know what? It's large too late for that. building. I it's can think of some pretty big buildings, and I've seen not her flip some kaiju-sized monsters. Not a skyscraper, Please. but a large building. Okay, look interesting. At you, look at you trying to argue after we're done, bringing I, you know, up things thing. that don't matter. Unlike you, Race to Canis, I don't come to the show drunk. Secondly, I have been punch drunk before. That's the true thing. I do kind of go with the facts. I do think that Matthew Harris felt bad for you. I understand that. Again, that's part of what I'm seeing Matthew Harris does. He's a great judge. He's got a big heart. He likes helping people that need help that don't have like a lot of nice things. I get it, Matthew Harris. But sometimes you just got to let the battle play out. All good because you're awesome and you told a great entertaining story for your judgment, even though I completely disagree with it. But again, you're one of my favorite humans in the entire world. With that being said, thank you for coming on to the Who Would Win show. Tell the Legion of Audience, our fan base, where they can find you. 
Uh, Legion of Audience, you can actually find me right alongside you listening to this show uh, as they come out. Uh, so please keep that up because I'm right there with you uh, along with this. You can find me on It's Matt Harris Graham on the Instagram. Uh, you can look for me on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, but you're probably not going to find me. I just dip in and out of there every now and then. And you can find me on January 19th and January 20th at the San Francisco Sketchfest. Look for us. Uh, the name of the show is called The True Tales of Hip Hop. All right. The True Stories. Uh, here's the, the True Stories. Sorry, this one's gone through a couple of titles, but now we are going for the True Stories of Hip Hop, where we are going to be looking at uh, hip hop legends throughout history in a sketch comedy type way and tell you how big things that you may have known really went down. Very cool. Ray Sicanus, who got the win today, dubiously, may I add. Tell Legion of Audience where they can find you. You can find me at every Detroit Lions game for the entire rest of the regular season, at least in spirit. Because this week, I was at SoFi Stadium watching your Los Angeles Chargers get very, very close to victory and not achieving said victory. It really reminds me a lot of James Gavsey on the Who Would Win show. They had a lot of great moments, a lot of great highlights, but at the end of the day, a field goal with two seconds left to go is the deciding factor. This is one of the closest battles in Who Would Win show history, and I deserved it. And I won just like your Detroit Lions won. I'm here to talk myself up. I'm here to talk up my football team. I'm going to say right now, great job them. Great job, me. My voice is shredded. I did a lot of screaming today at that game, and I have very little more to say. Go check out Reclaim Detroit, episode six, whenever the heck it comes out. Uh, race to Canis, race to Canis, race to Canis. I think my big mistake was not calling you out for your forgery of the facts and of the truth. Lesson learned. Next time, things will be different. She gets very big. The power is called embiggening, James. Oh. If you want to argue the size of it, kaijus Can come in all shapes, stripes, and sizes. EMPs and I'm don't sorry, work, James. Even though he does Sometimes your arguments get refuted, and you're going to have to live with it. Ray drinks a lot of Pepsi Max. That's not good for you. Nine out of ten doctors have said that caused it. Anyway, the thing is this. I was here. I am like SoFi Stadium. I am like the Chargers. Everyone knows and loves Detroit Lions until it's time to go to L.A. They drop everything. They come to L.A. They come to James Gavsey. That's just how things are. It just are. occurred to me we beat the Chargers, and now I beat Static Shock, a great charging electrical-based hero. Lightning bolts are the theme on both. What a day. This is called Synergy of the Brand, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Can you spell Synergy? Not a chance. That's fair. All right, you can find me. Actually, did you tell everyone where they can find you, Ray Stacanus? Threads, Almighty Ray 316. Find me there. It's the only social media site worth having. Fair enough. All right, you can find me on Twitter, slash X, Instagram, and Facebook, but type in at Not James Gavsey. Remember to join the official Who Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. On behalf of myself, Racy Canis, the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time.
Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Cassandra. And we're the hosts of Trashy Trashy. We're a podcast filled with trashy news stories and garbage people. Did you leave the scene of an accident to go tanning? Do you refer to wearing the strap down on your Crocs as sports mode? Have you ordered Domino's online before they even open in the morning? Are you switching the same AAA batteries from your TV remote to your vibrator instead of just buying more batteries? Or are you normal? Check us out wherever you download podcasts. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash show right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins.